Good evening, and welcome to Weird Mountain, where the men are tough and the sheep are scared. I'm Gomez the Yardman. While the gals are busy doing whatever it is witches do this time of year, I thought I'd take a moment to let you know how much we all appreciate you listening to the show. Thanks for tuning in. I also wanted to let you know that things can sometimes get a little strange up on Weird Mountain. Especially this time of year. The veil, she's very thin. What you're about to hear are stories. But are they just stories? The gals say no. Decide for yourself. But don't say I didn't warn you. No! <laughs> a woman that I used to do theater with, who herself may be deceased at this point, I haven't talked to her in years, she lived across the street from that house, and she told stories of the kids would see somebody walking up there, you know, at, at, um, at twilight. Mm-hmm. And they'd freak out. Ah! And she'd say, now, children, you don't have to be afraid. That woman's not going to hurt you. She's dead. (laughs) (laughs) How far are you from the big cemetery in town as the crow flies? You mean the uh, the one in the historic district, that one? Yes. Well, it's walking distance. I mean, it'd be a a stout walk, but you could walk there. Um, I can drive there in about five minutes. Yeah, that's, and there's also just, I would say maybe a mile from from where you're at is the place where all those people were relocated to. They had their graves relocated to. Uh, you mean at the high sc- up at the high school? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and of course there was a, I can't remember what it was, maybe the Spanish flu that took out quite a few of them as well. And so we just had around where you're at, right where you're at, is a is an old part of town. It's been somewhat preserved. I mean, I know it's getting gentrified, but it's been somewhat preserved when you look at other towns. And uh, it's just such a haunted area. Well, yeah, it, it's one of the oldest sections of town. And in addition to that, it's right on the river and right on the railroad. Yep. So there was a lot of transporting going hither and yon out of here there was so do you ever sit up on on that hill and look down and say well it kind of looks the same as it did back when I first moved here no I never do because it doesn't no the traffic never stops for one thing of course that's common in any city I guess but I know people discovered this was the back way to places and they didn't have to be on the big road and now I I've, I've turned into one of those people who I'll be like do you even live in this neighborhood? Why are you driving through here? <laughs> what are you doing here? I, I've written about this a couple of times, and, um, and I wrote it out as a story in my new book that's coming out in February, which is called Roots, Branches, and Spirits, and you can pre-order it from the Llewellyn website there. There's my advertising for my new book. Lou Ellen will be very proud of me, I'm sure. 
Anyway, uh, I said that my great-grandparents moved in here in the uh, late 19th century, and they occupied a little old house, two stories, at least it might have been three. Yeah. Um, but it got torn down, you know, in urban renewal. But they had a grocery store on the lower level, and they lived up above. And there was a ghost, and I heard about this from both my mother and my grandmother and some of my cousins. Okay. There was a ghost in that house that you went up the steps, up the stairs to the second floor, and there was like a landing, a big landing for the stairs, and on it there was a, a couch, a little, I can't imagine it would be a big couch, but a couch, and when the street light got, came in at exactly the right angle, you could see a man sleeping on that couch with his back to people. Wow. And, and of course, he wasn't there. There was not a man <laughs> there. He was from somewhere else. And I always imagined that he was like a, like a traveling salesman. And he would come and stay there sometimes, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the story is. You know, that's the funny thing about this. And we talked about that already is that Sometimes you never will know the backstory of it. You'll just know what the phenomenon is. That kind of drives me a little crazy sometimes, but I've got one where I, it's one of the houses in West Asheville. You come around the corner of it and there's a man, a, a thin man, and he's kind of leaned up against the house and he's usually smoking a cigarette. Huh. And it's like, what? <laughs> What? what the heck was that? No idea. No idea. But uh, the first wow. time I saw him, I stopped where I was and I was getting ready to, uh, you know, I looked at him and then boom, he just wasn't there anymore. And I thought, well, that's weird. And then, you know, some months later, I guess it happened again. It's happened a couple times now. I just don't know. I don't have a clue as to what it is I'm seeing. Well, and I guess none of us do. And if they've got some human shape to them, we can go, oh, well, that's yeah. so-and-so. But then sometimes you actually know them because there was down at the bottom of the hill right below my house, there was actually right next to the house where that woman used to wave at me even after she was dead. Right down up the hill from, from that house, there was a little old man with, with a shock of white hair and you know he was like the classic little old man with his big old baggy pants that were high water pants oh. really high up. and um and had just the sweetest smile and i i learned a little bit more about him after he died but it after my daughter was born when we would take a walk we'd go down and visit him he had two little old white dogs and he was just he was so sweet and he had there was like a little stump he would sit on the steps and i would sit on this little stump and we'd just talk about what was happening in the neighborhood and you know how his health was because as we get older we just want to talk about what hurts don't we right. <laughs> yeah but, but he wasn't so bad about that because he had all these good stories and just a charming old man well i i knew that he had died because we were in touch with his uh his daughter and some other family members. And so we were really sad to see him go, but you know, he, he was, he lived a good full life, a rich life and his family loved him. And 
Now he is buried up where uh, where my family is buried up at the in a in this particular cemetery in West Asheville. Anyway, anyway, so he was he was dead and we were sad and but and but right before he died or maybe right after I can't remember what the sequence was exactly. His little dog died too. Um. And I think the other little dog went to live with his daughter, maybe. But for a while after that, maybe maybe a whole year after he was gone and one of the little dogs was gone, if you drove down that way or walked down that way, you would see a little dog going around the corner. <laughs> and, and if I was walking, I would go right up because the house was empty, of course. I'd go right up and look downhill, like, where'd that little dog go? And then I realized that that little dog was a little ghost dog. Oh. So we never did see, I never did see him. Maybe some other people in the neighborhood did. I never did see him, but I saw his little ghost dog. And I, I just thought that was so sweet. <laughs> That's ghost fun. animals are funny. Ghost animals are interesting because I don't, I'm not sure that I've ever seen one. I'm not sure that I haven't. I, you know, I've dreamed, I had dreams with animals in them that were seen like more than animals, you know, maybe represent someone or something, a talisman. But I don't know that I've ever seen a ghost animal. Oh, Lord. Our two old crazy cat boys, you know, they, they adopted us. They just appeared yeah. one day. Our neighbor found them in a tree, I think is the story. So the neighbor kept one, and we ended up with two of them. But they were twin brothers, and we named them Puka and Luca. And one of them was solid gray, and the other one was solid black. Well, the solid black one had the biggest purr you have ever heard. Oh. It just—it sounded like somebody had started up a, a lawnmower outside. Just a big, big, big purr. <laughs> he was the one who died first of the two boys. They died within about a year of each other, I guess. And they were mostly outdoor cats. Yeah. But as they got older, they spent more and more time inside. Right. So after he had, after the big black cat had died, and he was so sweet, he was such a sweet boy, his his brother spent mo more and more time inside. Okay. Um, so we never saw the black cat, but we heard the black cat. So we would go into a room and you'd hear this big, loud purr, just like he always did. Yeah. And then you'd look around the room and his brother didn't have the same purr. His brother didn't have much of a purr at all. Um, so that, and he was around for a while. The purr was around for a while. And then the gray one got sick and got sick with the same thing. They had exactly the same, they had a, a tumor. They had tumors in their stomachs and intestines. Oh, it must have been a genetic thing since both of them got it. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so we're here. We heard the purr, heard the purr, and then his brother got sick, and we uh, we had to have him put to sleep. And as soon as we had that cat put to sleep, the brother put to sleep, we never heard the purr again. Oh. <laughs> but the brother used to. He loved me. In fact. I kept saying I was going to get one of those baby slings and just carry him around in a sling because he had to be with me all the time. Oh. He loved me. And he used to do this weird thing. If I had my back 
when I was sleeping, I was sleeping on my side. He would jump up on the bed and he would climb over my neck and then he'd look at me and he would sleep like a fur collar over my neck <laughs> until I got too irritated to put up with it. And I'd go, get out of my way. So for about three months after that cat had been put to sleep, that would happen to me about every other night. I'd feel the jumping up on the bed. And then I'd feel this warm, soft thing come over my neck. <laughs> And it would just and it would just lay there and after a while it would fade. So I didn't say, Get off me, you get off me, you damn dead cat. But after a while it would just fade. And then yeah, it was maybe two or three months and it just faded away and never happened again. Mm. Isn't that funny? That is interesting. And I've I've wondered because I feel like the spirit world won't experience time the way we do so uh, time is linear for us it has to go from beginning to end but maybe maybe in the spirit world you don't have to and i've often wondered about that you know often wondered about that it's like how do they know that it's time to move on yeah because yeah. we hear about and, that so often and it may be that it's different like you said it's different in different situations because honestly as close as i was to my grandmother and my father, I have never experienced anything from them. Mm. They never, I mean, I have memories of them, of course, and the things that they taught me, but I don't, you know, they never appear in dreams. Well, my grandmother did, but that's a whole different thing. <laughs> just once, just, well, twice. And she, I'm waiting for that one to come back again this year. Oh, I'm, I might as well tell you all about that. So yes. <laughs> my ancestor altar that stays up all year long is on top of my grandmother's good silver, uh, her flatware. It's in one of those beautiful old boxes, and it's this beautiful old heavy silver. Okay. Um, and I don't, I don't use it because I have, you know, I have a service for twelve, and that's a service for eight or whatever. Anyway, it, it was a way to honor her. Well, about three years ago, she showed up in a dream, and she was looking so stern. And she's looking over the top of her glasses like she did sometimes. And she said, the silver. And I was like, what? What? And I woke up in the morning and I was like, oh, no, Mimi's mad about the silver. What silver? And I've got an old coffee service of hers that's silver plated. Yeah. And I, thought, I thought, does she want me to do something with that? I don't know. I don't know. And about three weeks later, there she was again. And she was like, the silver. My, my silver is filthy. And I was like, oh, no. And then come to realize that it was the silver, the silver flatware. <laughs> and I still, and I told her in the dream, oh, yes, I will get that out and clean it. And she said, and you need to use it because it's good. It's better than that crap you're using. <laughs> like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I will do that. I will do that. Well, I still haven't done it. So <laughs> I am hoping between now and her birthday, which is uh, this month, so I don't have much time. I'll, I will get it out from under my ancestor altar and get that dang silver clean before she comes back again. Yeah, so, yes. Oh, yes. So this is going to be the weirdest sowing, don't you think? Oh, it's going to be. It's already hard. It's so hard. Definitely hard. Are you? I, I'm sure you've been making your list this year, just like I have. I always keep a list. Yeah, I keep a list every year. I keep the sowing list, and it's all people that we know. It's, you know, I mean, it may not be people we know, but it's like so-and-so's mama or so-and-so's yeah. cat or whatever. 
Well, it's longest list I've ever had. And of course, I know yeah. that's natural because I'm getting older. But yes. it's just going to be. Fun, what's funny about it, I was saying this to a friend of mine yesterday, is as we get older, more people. No, no, he was saying as we get older, more people are dying. I said, but as we get older, more people are being born, too. That's true. So, so many of my friends, they're having either having babies or they're having grandbabies. So it's just the it's the circle of life. The circle of life. <laughs> Do you think Elton John ever gets tired of hearing that those songs from oh, the line? He, knows. he probably know. doesn't listen to any of his own music. Yeah, you're probably He's right. Probably like, oh, could I have some Dixieland jazz today? Because yeah. that would really be appealing. That would be nice. Shuffles outside. 
W-Y-R-D.